From Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Hanoi from 5e. Hanoi, it's really nice to have you on. Yeah, très bien. Do you, do you parlez-vous français? <laughs> I love it. But yeah, it's great to have you for today's discussion. So maybe just to kick us off, you could tell the audience a bit about yourself, who you are, what you're doing, and the company that you're building. Sure. Awesome. I'm Hanoi, as you very well mentioned. I'm currently the CEO of a fintech startup called 5e. We also call it Phoebe internally at our company because we are a mix of, I would say, people from all over the world. Pronunciation is always uh, theme for jokes, but I'm currently the CEO of that company. We're aiming to actually get everyone to be a smarter with their money, uh, either with doing it directly or doing it through other financial institutions. So that's what I'm doing right now. Before I spent the last almost 20 years in the world of tech, I spent more than a decade at Google in different parts of the world. Like I'm literally one of those like nomad executives. I've had the pleasure to work in Europe in North America, in Latin America, in Asia. So I'm one of those that have moved around the world. And then I spent a few years in IBM and also in a tech role for a digital bank. And now I'm owning and co-founding my own company. And in parallel, I'm also an investor and I'm lucky enough to be part of the team behind Shark Tank. In this case, I'm one of the sharks in in Colombia, in South America, which is a super fun adventure as well. So yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. That's really cool. Yeah, I think you're telling me a bit about your company. A lot of it is based in South America, and that's like really cool. I think that all of that is awesome. Yeah, we are. We operate in. We actually operate in all the Americas, and we operate our app for whoever wants to download it. Five E. You can see it at getfive.com. Operates in the U.S. and it's completely U.S. based. But then we have a bunch of operations in Latin America as well. From let's say a B two B business perspective, so we have B two C and we have B two B. And we are starting all our B2B in Latin America and also actually a little bit in the US and a little bit in Canada. So I would say that we are an America's company with most of the team actually do based in Latin America. Very cool. That's awesome. So how has the company performed the past year and what have been the main drivers of growth for you? So last year, I would say last year, which is like so recent, right? It's like 2022. It was actually, I would say our year of testing and trying a lot of things. When we first launched 5e, our our main or core product was actually being able to recommend to all our users in the US what was the best credit card to use for every purchase. So let's say... Typically, you will have at least two, three credit cards, at least two, three credit cards, right? Plus debit cards. And sometimes, you know, you're going to pay for whatever, for something at a restaurant, right? And you might not choose the right car for you based on the rewards, based on your credit utilization, based even on your credit score. So we tried to focus our car product in just that, right? And what we realized is that is a product that is very useful, but it's not Number one, that easy to understand at the beginning, right? Everybody thought that we were a wallet. And also you might have great habits when it comes to picking your credit card or you just say, listen, I have this credit card for cashback and then I have this credit card for trips and that's it. So it's not that you have like 
many options. And then when we realized is that thanks to big data, thanks to open banking, we could actually provide with so much more value to our users. And that is when we started to expand. So 2022 for us was the year of expanding and really understanding what our strengths were and how we could provide value to our users. And now we are this amazing monetary app, if you want, that we mix the best of, I don't know, Mint with WineUp with your wallet, with your online banking app. And it's all in a single app. And I think that that is absolutely phenomenal. And I would say that the fact that we are the only ones doing something like that in a way that is delightful and very simple and with a true aim to assist and to get you smarter with your money. I would say that is what happens to us. That is what happened to us in 2022 was the year of growing, expanding, realizing how we could provide way more value to our users. And also we developed our uh, our B2B business, which is something that we recently finished, meaning all the value that we can provide to our users and it's completely agnostic. So you can link all your credit cards, all your banking accounts, and you can manage everything from a single app. We provide that to financial institutions who want to improve the value that they give to their users, to their clients. And that is something that we put together at the end of the last year. So I would say this year, 2023, should be the year where we significantly grow in all senses. That's awesome. I love it. And as you're on this journey, what would you say are the top challenges that you faced or in, and maybe even still face today? Yeah, so I would say for sure, from a purely business perspective, obviously, when you have a product that is oriented to consumers, acquiring consumers, as everybody that is listening now, is difficult, right? It's difficult, it's very expensive, and that is definitely a challenge that we face, especially because although we provide or we give something that is different and unique, there are a lot of players in the same space of like personal finances. So obviously acquiring users is very difficult. And also when you're new in the market and you are suddenly launching this also new B2B product, again, acquiring clients, right? Having those initial B2B conversations when, you know, you're a very young company that is just starting, regardless of the talent behind, regardless of my track record, my co-founder track record and all our team, which is amazing, right? Acquiring customers or acquiring users are the two challenges, same challenge, which is acquisition. There is definitely, I think for everybody out there is something that we know is difficult. So I would say that is for sure number one. And number two, being a startup that is focused on generating value for the users, but also generating value to our stakeholders and to our investors, getting ready to generate revenue, getting ready to bring profitability to the conversations is also definitely a challenge that I would say probably every startup has to go through. It's, I think it's important for all startups to, to really focus on delivering value as well to their stakeholders and investors. Growth for sure is important, but I think that we cannot forget, especially with the context that we are right now, right? Where all funds and all VC funds are so risk averse, we need to be able to focus as a startups in, in generating value back. And the third, I would say for sure, the team and the talent, um, we actually, I consider myself very lucky because we've built a fantastic culture and we have very low rotation. And we're a startup, we cannot pay top salaries, but we have such an amazing culture that people have decided to stay. 
and uh, keeping that that motivation and that inspiration up every day keeping that culture through all types of ups and downs has been a challenge a very amazing challenge but it's definitely a challenge that we face every day and that also is important for us absolutely when it comes to the b2b aspect of what you're doing what strategies have you used to engage with potential new customers new markets acquire them find them all that stuff yeah, for us, I would say two two things have been very important. One, building partnerships that allow us to precisely to get in touch with, in this case, with financial institutions, right? So for example, working with companies like FinConnecta or like MasterCard have been absolutely great and crucial to be able to be able to just put us in front of someone that that wouldn't necessarily pay attention to us if we were to be alone in the room. You know what I mean? So finding those key allies and partnerships, basically other companies that have a seat on the table that believe in us, right? And they were willing and open to say, you know what, just come along. So that was the number one, I would say number one tool in our toolbox. And second, uh, we do have all of us, we have great connections and network that we've been able as well to leverage to get in contact with prospects in the B2B space. I love it. Let's talk about collaboration, building a team spread between different countries and all that. I'm really passionate about this. I'm actually in the Philippines today, spending time with our team here. So I'd love to just hear a little bit of what's worked well when it comes to collaboration and different countries, different time zones, all that for you guys. Yeah. So in our case, I would say that something that has been key, absolutely key is First of all, having a very strong culture, having very strong values around psychological safety and around communication and collaboration. Like I always say that we need to over communicate and that we need to communicate at all times. So we figured out what are the tools that work for us, that work better for us in terms of communication. We are fans of absolute fans of Slack, for example. We throw everything in there. We meet as many times as we need to meet, but we don't meet excessively in terms of, let's put meetings of three hours. So now it's, if we need to get together, we can get together for 10, 15 minutes. We discuss something very quick and we continue and we move on. But we have this amazing rhythm, right? Where we know exactly, we're on that point where we know exactly, okay, this is a quick meeting or this is a quick call to someone, or this is just something that we deal with through Slack, or this is an email. But we found our tools and we found our own way to communicate effectively and to constantly communicate. I think that that is key, constantly communicate. And then for those who are in the same city, again, most of the team is in Argentina and they're in Buenos Aires. And we do have an office space. And although we are basically, I would say, 99% remote, what we do encourage is that for those who are close and that can get uh, to go to the office, just go maybe once a week. Or if we are going to do something like a creative brainstorm, if we need to co-create something, definitely sometimes doing that in person helps. And so we do have that, that or those facilities in the sense of having a, an office space where people can, can go to and get together from time to time. And we also book social time together again for those who are in the same city. It's just like, let's just get together and grab beer or do an asado and have some time together. And just talking a lot, even virtually, it's just like having one-on-ones, having um, 
Yes, meetings where we do have really random conversations. So we allow for those like very informal conversations to happen. And that I would say that is what allows us to be physically separated, but our hearts and our minds are together in one place. But we're at that point now, it took us a while, right? It's not something that happened overnight. It took us a while, but we, I think that it happened fairly quickly because culture has been our number one priority as a business from the get-go. And that makes a difference. I love it. I think it's so important. We're, we've grown to about 25 people and we're going to all get together and go meet up at a volcano in a couple of weeks. So it's... Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, but very random thing. Go see a volcano, but I agree that team building is really important. Yes, 100%. We haven't got as, as, as exotic as, as going to a volcano. I would put that on my bucket list. But honestly, that finding that face-to-face time from time to time, just that is just social, right? Where everybody can see each other. You can see how tall you are or how and how you feel if I give you a hug. And, and having those opportunities, I think is key. It's, again, it's, it's quality over quantity. I'm, for example, in the US and I travel to Argentina. Sometimes I travel like once a quarter, but I spend the full and we do a lot of like social stuff just to, to connect and to know each other. And that builds, builds a different type of rapport. And I think it's definitely important. Absolutely. I love it. As we wrap up here, what's ahead for the company? What are you excited about? What opportunities are you going after? What's next for you guys? Yeah. So I'm I'm very excited about, about both business lines, right? Both the B2C and the B2B. I'm really excited to hopefully make bigger noise in the US. We have something that is so unique, so well done. We, our users don't pay, don't have to face late payment fees, for example, because we make sure that we get to pay on time. We take care of your credit score. We make your life so much easier. The fact that you don't even need to open your online banking accounts anymore. You can pretty much almost manage everything from our app. I think that we have something amazing. I believe in our product. So I'm really hoping that more people in the US get to enjoy the benefits of 5e, get to see us right as the company that we're behind and from a b2b perspective we're excited because we have a few prospects that we're talking to and i cannot wait right to to have those first clients using five to improve their lives of their customers so that i would say that makes me super excited and also the team the team that we have is amazing everybody is super committed and having a team of 40 plus people that are just like rooting, right? For this to continue is amazing. I love it. Hanoi, thanks so much for joining the podcast today. It was really great to have you on. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Brad. It was amazing talking to you. I had a great time and thanks for the invitation. Absolutely.